Hey there, I'm Mike. Some of you know me from the Twisted Cape. Some of you know me because I'm taking this horse by the reins, making red coats redder with bloodstains. But regardless of how you know me, you know I love comics, and that's what we talk about on this podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Mike's Big Stack. Oh, hell yeah, my thickies. Welcome to the show, everyone. Recording, as always, at Thickie Central. And welcome back again to Season 2 of Mike's Thick Stack. Up front, we're looking for some new YouTube and Twitch followers. You can find us at the Twisted Cape, no spaces. As always, we start with the city shoutouts. First up, thanks to Lansdowne, Pennsylvania. Moving over to Austin, Texas. Thanks so much for checking out the show. We have new friends down in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Thank you so much for listening and paying attention and hanging out. Next up, our old school homies in Brussels, Belgium, are checking out the show. And finally, our friends out on the west side, Oakland, California. Thanks so much for listening and coming back, friends. And now, we'll hop on over to Mike's Thickometer. Oh, yeah. Mike's Thickometer. So thick this week, I call it Victoria Beckham. This week clocks in at an 8 out of 10. That's pretty thick. I mean, that's that's good. I like that thickness. It fits in your hand just in a certain way, you know? This week has a bit of a Marvel lean, so we'll go ahead and start with those Marvel books, starting with Amazing Spider-Man number 77. I gave this a 4 out of 5. Beyond rolls on as Ben takes on Morbius. Ben is spending some more time getting used to the perks that the Suspect Beyond Corporation is providing to him. Maxine Dager lays into him about his actions when he goes offline when they need him. As Ben does his therapy, May, MJ, and Felicia all fret over Peter, who is in a coma. As Ben tries to unwind with Janine, he's called and he finds Morbius, who overpowers and bites him. Pros are how fun it is to see what this book looks like for a Spidey to be fully funded, backed, and cared for. We know there's no way this ends well, though. I also like that Ben largely has his shit together, but isn't above getting help. I also like the art in this issue, even if I know it's only for this issue likely. Cons are that it took almost too long to introduce any conflict, and it felt like it was rushed by comparison to the development of the rest of the issue. Next up we have Daredevil number 35. I gave this a 4 out of 5 as well. Electra squares up against bull's eyes that's plural folks bull's eyes electra fights through a horde of bull's eyes to fight the original in a theater and rescue a couple back on the street electra has her hands full and matt shows up to even the odds as the cops show up to take him back into custody but iron man spidey reed richards and the thing stands steadfast at his side meanwhile bullseye tries to kill fisk but he's saved by Typhoid Mary, who tumbles out of the window with Bullseye. Fisk saves her and immediately asks her to marry him, which she accepts. Pros are the creative team. I know Chichetto isn't on the book right now, but damn does it look good. I also love the verbal takedown of the cops by Spidey. The cons are that Matt seems to show up almost out of nowhere. I just wish there had been a little more flow. Next on the docket, we have Inferno number two. I gave this a 4.5 out of 5. Charles, Magneto, and Moira run afoul of Emma with some consequences. We learn how Mystique and Destiny get resurrected by impersonating Charles. Destiny ends up being voted onto the council thanks to Mystique maneuvering with Shaw and Emma. 
Moira is not happy and ends up meeting with Emma and reveals everything to her telepathically, which makes Emma big mad. Moira, Charles, and Magneto do some maneuvering of their own and get Colossus onto the council. Oh yeah, there's also some Orcus stuff. Pros of the Game of Thrones level politics going on here. I love it, and it's deep with history and is a giant chessboard. This will likely redefine everything. Cons are the inclusion of the Orcus stuff. It's a thick two C's issue, but there are two pages dedicated to Orcus. Next up, we have Marauders number 25. I gave this a three and a half out of five. The Marauders go after Eden Rixlow in space. Iceman saves the team from dying in space by encasing them in a giant ball of ice. They use the unique combo of powers and science to create air as well as propulsion via Shaw and Bishop. Kate gets back onto the ship and whoops Rickslow's ass. The team gets back on their, their ship and dumps Rickslow on Araka. Pros have to start with the art in this book. All aspects, pencils, inks, colors are all incredible. I also love the creativity of mutants to save their own lives. Cons are that dumping Rickslow off on Araco just felt kind of anticlimactic. Next up we have Moon Knight number 4. I gave this a 4.75 out of 5. An old friend comes to visit and Mooney takes on Jigsaw. Tiger pops in to hang out with Mark but their reunion is cut short by Rampage looking to extort and use Moon Knight. He sends him after Jigsaw who he gladly beats and then goes after Rampage. Then Tigra and Moon Knight have a heart-to-heart. For the first time of the run, he takes off his mask while bearing his regrets to Tigra, who stands by and vows to listen to her friend. Pros are how consistently this book just crushes from start to finish. Each issue could be a standalone story, but there's clearly a bigger plot at play here. Also, come on with this art. It's not fair. Cons are few and far between. The therapy sessions have been making me give the side eye but i can't figure out why just yet next up we have spider woman number 16 i gave this a 2.75 out of 5 jess and rebecca team up against michael and rose it takes some convincing but jess agrees to let rebecca help her out with michael and rose there's a whole lot of fighting and screaming at each other during this fight Jess and Rebecca emerge victorious, and Rebecca has an emotional break at the end of the fight, realizing that her dad has to be locked away. The pros are the sheer amounts of action in in this issue and the ridiculous set pieces for the battle. The cons are that it feels largely forgettable because Jess has moved from big crisis to big crisis without taking a little time to breathe. I hope she gets that soon. Next, we have Sword, number 9. I gave this a 3.25 out of 5. Gyrick's plan goes into effect, and Sword deals with the new Lethal Legion. Gyrick hints that he has a mole in place among the mutants to Guardian. Meanwhile, Empress Zandra and the Shi'ar Imperial Guard come to Arako as Storm deals with challengers. The new Lethal Legion shows up to assassinate Zandra. The Imperial Guard gets their asses kicked until Storm shows up. Gyrick reveals his mole at the end, which is Wizkid. Pros are the twists and turns of the issue. This fight is so insanely one-sided, which you don't expect with the legit powerhouses on the Imperial Guard. I also love the mole angle. It seems crazy, especially since it hasn't been up and running that long, but I expect no less from Gyrick. Cons are the challenges to Storm. That angle is starting to feel tedious. Finally, here on the Marvel side, we have Wolverine number 17. I gave this a 3 out of 5. Logan is caught in an espionage plot. 
Bannister keeps his eye on X's desk because something is clearly afoot. Amid a karaoke session, Logan and Domino come across Maverick, who they team up with for a job. Bannister deals with the organic tech he found in the diner as the mutants take down a group looking to wipe out Krakoa. Bannister ends up on the run when his entire office gets taken down as he goes for lunch. It seems that Maverick is the reason behind them being on the run and is very, very close to them at the end. Pearls are that I like the espionage factors of this book. Cons are that it feels like it should be a Wolverine book, not an X-Factor light book. I wish the adventures were a little more targeted specifically to Wolverine. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and do the DC titles and bring this baby home. Stick around. Hey everyone, Jesse here from The Twisted Cape. I wanted to take a minute to give a huge thank you to all of you that have supported us over the years, both here on Mike's Thick Stack and on The Twistcast. If you haven't already, you'd be doing us a huge favor by rating both shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you happen to be listening. And while you're dropping us that five-star rating, feel free to drop us a review letting us know what you like about the shows. Your feedback helps us to make the shows as fun as possible. Alright, I've wasted enough of your time now. Back to the show. Heroes. Huh. They can have their time. Doom will arrive soon enough. Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch. Hey everybody, Sam here from the Twisted Cape. If you haven't already done so, be sure to check out the Twisted Cape's Tee Public page, which we have live right now for you to purchase any and all of your clothing needs with Twisted Cape logos on them. We got shirts, socks, maybe. Wow. We got other shirts with hoods on them, and they have longer sleeves. So warm. We got everything you could ever want with Twisted Cape logos on them. So, again, please be sure to check out the Twisted Cape's Tee Public page, Check out the link in the description and be sure to pick up your favorite stuff right now. Thanks, everybody. And now, back to Mike's Thick Stack. Yeah, we're back. Back with the DC stuff. Back with the DC. Back with the DC. Back with the DC stuff. All right. uh, We're going to start with checkmate number five of six. I gave this a 3.25 out of five. Lois finally meets her brother and checkmate deals with Mark Shaw. So, Checkmate escapes the ambush by Leviathan from last issue. Lois finally gets to meet her brother as they run from Leviathan. Shaw puts his plan into action as Checkmate holds up in the Hall of Justice. The power goes out and it seems like they are betrayed by Talia al Ghul. Lois and Leo start to get to know each other when Shaw shows up. Pros are that I love Maliv's art as well as aspects of the spy world in this book. Cons for me are that Bendis sometimes gets a little too wordy, and that goes to his detriment. Next up, we have DC vs. Vampires number one. I gave this a 4.25 out of 5. DC characters get infiltrated by vampires. This is largely narrated by a character named Andrew Bennett, who we discover is a vampire very early on. He goes to the Hall of Justice for help, where Hal Jordan and Zan greet him. 
He tells his backstory, including that the Legion of Doom has been slaughtered by vampires, except for Lex Luthor, who's barely holding on and is given a sample of his blood before he escapes the other vampires. We find out that Hal Jordan is a vampire, and he kills Zahn and drinks him before using the light in his ring to kill Andrew. However, he delivered a letter and Luthor's secret-filled blood to Batman before he died. Pros are the fact that the vampires have already have a pretty serious leg up, as well as the art in this book. Both factors kick this book into high gear. Cons are pacing. At times, the book feels like it drags before it kicks back into high gear. Next up on the docket, we have Detective Comics number 1044. I gave this a 3.5 out of 5. Batman and Nakano deal with a parasite outbreak, then Batman deals with the haunted Arkham Tower. Batman goes to rescue Nakano from the cave-in, and they come across a bunch of Vile's parasites. Nakano tries to refuse Batman's help, but then a trove of parasite eggs start to hatch. They swarm Nakano, forcing Batman to think outside of the box, and he electrocutes the water, killing the bugs but also dropping Nakano. In the second story, the history of Arkham is on display, and there's clearly something wrong. Bruce tries to get Nakano to change the tower's name, but he declines. People are going mad at the tower and attacking each other just as Batman shows up. Pros to this issue start around the art for me. It always looks so good. Stubbly Batman's so good. And I, I really like the character of Chris Nakano. I feel like he's compelling and interesting to see in, in the book here. The cons, you know, these backup stories are just not fun for me to continue to read, uh, especially one that seems as aimless as this one. Next, we have Robin, number seven. I gave this a three out of five. Damien continues in the tournament amid some big revelations. Damien deals with Respawn from the end of the last issue by throwing him off a cliff and then deduces that Mother Soul is actually his great-grandmother, Rachel Ghoul's mother. He goes back to the tournament, and Ravager has to fight Hawk, and he has to fight Flatline, who he clearly has a crush on. Hawk and Damien are both victorious and have to face each other. Pros are that I like how violent this is. There's a ton of death. I also like Damien's ability as a fighter, as well as a detective. Cons are the addition of more eternally living Al Ghouls. I feel like that well is one that we go to a little too often, but at least it makes sense in this Damien-centered book. Next up, we have Task Force Z. Number one, I gave it a 3.75 out of 5. Red Hood leads a group of zombie villains. Jason and his team take down Crazy Quilt before going back to headquarters. There we meet Hannah Hobart, and Jason goes to the area where they're holding Crazy Quilt. He's basically tortured for info with an undead Arkham Knight. This mobilizes the team to go after Mr. Freeze, and this goes bad. Freeze takes out a couple of team members, and Jason punctures his helmet, unleashing cold freezing him as Arkham Knight moves in on him. Pros are that I really enjoy how this book looks. Something about the lines being used. I also like that there's a way to use these dead villains. Cons are that I'm not really sure about this shadowy bureaucracy thing, because we already have plenty of those. Finally, here we have Wonder Girl number 4. I gave this a 4 out of 5. Yara learns about the world she's been whisked into. We start out by learning how Yara meets Jerry and move into how she got trained by the gods. She's offered a place on Olympus with Eros, but wants to say her goodbyes on Earth. She leaves Joao to rest after their long day and comes across other Wonder Girls from other tribes and is given a warning that she could destroy the world. Back on Olympus, the book ends with her holding a cup of ambrosia. 
Pearls are how in love I am with the art on this book. Having Joel Jones write and illustrate is incredible. Cons are that we know at least a little bit, thanks to Future State, how this ends, so it's never truly dangerous for her. Here we go with my favorite part, the weekly ranking. There are 13 books overall, so here's how it shakes out. Moon Knight number four at one, followed by Inferno number two. In the three spot, DC vs. Vampires number one. In the four spot, Daredevil number 35, followed by Wonder Girl number four. After that, we have Amazing Spider-Man 77. In the bottom half here, we have Task Force C number one, Detective Comics number 1044, Sword number nine, Checkmate number five, Robin number seven, and the bottom two here, Wolverine number seven, and Spider-Woman number 16. As we start to wrap up, if you want to be on the show, hit us up on Twitter at SpiderMike29 or at the Twisted Cube. Looking forward to next week. I'm looking forward to reading Death of Doctor Strange Avengers number one on the Marvel side. And then on the DC side, I'm looking forward to reading Batman number 116, Dark Knights of Steel number one, and Human Target number one. Follow us on all social YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, all at the Twisted Cape. No spaces. And there's a link in the show notes. We do a weekly show on YouTube, and we stream on Twitch at least once a week. As far as all the others, if you follow us, we'll follow you in return. If you really like us and our shows, feel free to grab some merch from our Tee Public store, which has a link in the show notes. Finally, feel free to shoot us feedback on this show to thetwistedcape at gmail.com and use the subject line MTS. Thanks for tuning in. So, until next time, you gotta put some thought into the letter, but the sooner the better to get your right-hand man back. Stay safe, wear a mask, please get that vaccine, and most importantly, stay with me. Fix that.